Hello and welcome to another session of Investors Chronicle Boardroom Talk. My name is Jonas Crosland and I cover all things property related. And I'm delighted to be joined by Duncan Owen, who is Global Head of Real Estate at Schroeder Real Estate Investment Management. Welcome, Duncan. Thank you. It's been rather a busy year one way and another with the uh, the referendum and now the surprise outcome, I suppose you could call it, of the general election. How do you think in any way that this will have an effect on the property sector? Yes. The elections, it's a difficult one to read, but by and large, we try to have medium and long-term investment strategies that look through relatively short-term events such as political turmoil or political elections and surprise elections. Um, And so I don't think it will change necessarily the fundamentals of our investment and what we're doing and how we're approaching it. However, I think what we would be interested in is removal of a period of uncertainty. And so the only thing that can lead to uncertainty is necessarily quite bad for business and the knock-on effect potentially to the real estate investment markets can be negative because people can delay making decisions. But the simple answer is I don't think the outcome of the general election will change very much about real estate investment. Now, you've avoided uh, any exposure to the City of London, Canary Wharf or financial clients. Um, Now, presumably there are greater, possibly greater opportunities in in the bigger regional areas. Yes, I think it's been very tactical, the approach that we've had um, about avoiding the City of London and the Docklands. We haven't avoided the West End and Midtown and Bloomfield, which we very much like, but we've avoided investment in the City and the Docklands uh, for a number of years now. And that wasn't a reaction to EU referendum. Um, It was really a reaction to market timing and the cycle. Those markets had done very well, and when we'd been invested in them, they'd done very well for us. But we thought that it was getting late in the cycle for some of those markets and some of the rents were naturally going to come under pressure and you might get less income growth compared with other parts of the market. Certainly, there are some very strong cities and winning cities, as we would call them, outside of London in the UK, where they have employment growth and they have GDP, which is considerably in advance of the national average, cities such as Manchester and Leeds. And so there's been very much two sides to strategy. One is investing in cities that have higher growth than the average, like Manchester and Leeds. And one is steering clear of the city of London, the Docklands. But that was really to do with the cycle that they were in, the potential expansion of supply and the potential slowing of growth after they'd had a very good decade or so. You've tended to uh, concentrate on securing longer leases, um, perhaps even if that means slightly lower rental income Um, i mean that's obviously a safe move but what does it mean for the speculative development by property companies Uh, will this kind of be out of bounds for the time being depends where it is it's a non-homogeneous marketplace so some development could still be very attractive if it's in a high growth center with low supply i think people will often look to the headlines when they talk about development. And one of the things they would immediately look to is they will count cranes and you hear about crane surveys, etc., particularly in the City of London. And I think in headlines and what we could all read in, in, in the financial press, it might be that there is less development is brought on stream as a consequence of some uncertainty in the marketplace, whether it's a general election, whether it's the outcome of Brexit following the EU referendum. So I think there will be less development, but I think equally there are some marketplaces, Manchester is a very good example, which is undersupplied, it has strong job growth, 
It's a place where people want to live and work. And I can really see some people being successful developing at this time in the cycle in that area of the market as opposed to somewhere such as City of London. Which part of the real estate? I mean, obviously, it's real estate so it covers a, a very broad church. Which part of the real estate sector is, is probably worth avoiding right now, in your opinion? Um, I think there are two uh, parts that are worth avoiding. The reason that we would avoid any part of the market at the moment is the market is going through a process of polarisation. And um, averages sometimes are misleading. So on average, the real estate market in the UK looks fine. But it's a little bit like a man lying down and he's got his head in the freezer and he's got his feet in, in the fire. In the middle, he looks absolutely fine. Um, and that would be our approach to trying to select the right investments. I think there are certain parts of the retail market that would definitely be in the freezer. So e-commerce, home delivery, the general emergence of people wanting to shop online and get things for convenience delivered at home is a very strong trend. What that's meaning for high streets, towns and cities without differentiation, areas where people don't want to go and visit for leisure, it means they may be challenged because a lot more may be sold and is being sold over the internet than being sold in a traditional high street. At the other end of the spectrum, what is doing incredibly well may be as a consequence of e-commerce is certain parts of the industrial sector. If you're in a winning town or city, high levels of economic activity, the industrial sector tends to be doing very well at the moment. So this might be multi-let industrial estates, trade centres. It might be where you find DHL have a delivery warehouse. And the reason for that is partly e-commerce. And so more people are needing more warehousing because they're doing deliveries at home rather than delivering to a store and a shop. And the, other, the second reason for that is industrial supply has been reducing and shrinking for a long period of time. It's the cheapest entry point per square foot, capital value per square foot to the real estate market. And as a consequence, people have been buying industrial. You see it all around us in London. People have been buying industrial, getting change of planning consent, typically to residential, but all sorts of other uses, all of which are higher value, and supply of industrials been shrinking at the same time demand has been increasing. And that's not likely to end sometime soon, that sort of imbalance. It's very difficult for the market to respond and, and develop more because it can't afford to develop more industrial because of the cost of land. So I don't think we're going to easily get a supply-side response. So yes, that imbalance could continue for some time in the future. Okay. Duncan, thanks very much for coming along today. Jonas, thank you very much for having me.